Welcome to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. It's Aurelia working on a course. The link to the course will be in the show notes. I'm here with Glenn, glennsutherland.com and Darcy, darcywhat.ca. Today, we will be discussing a question that came up with uh, some of the students from uh, Darcy, uh, Glenn. Sorry, um, how to manage contractors from a distance? And Great that, topic. Yeah, because uh, you know we are all confronted with that topic. Actually, I'm happy to uh, to get to get us started. Uh, I know for myself, uh, it's key to set clear expectations. Uh, try to use a contract as much as possible, where you clarify those expectations and try to be as clear as possible with communications. And one of the ideas, the key ideas I find with uh, dealing with contractors far away is to try and graduate them. Uh, you start with a smaller job, you see how that goes, pay them for that, and then move move along and the tools you can use. So first, so I use an app for my property management called Buildium and the, the tenants, if they download the app, can upload pictures of the, the repair that's needed. So the tenants could get the pictures of the before or the contractor themselves could do the pictures of the before and you get the job done and then you get uh, once the job is done, you get pictures of the after. So use pictures, uh, different uh, messaging apps for the pictures, you know, to come back and forth and then get the tenants feedback, you know, of the job after, you know, what was there, uh, how, how well did the contractor do? And a, a way to find those contractors, you can ask a local building supply stores uh, who, who they see coming a, a lot and uh, who, who are the contractors that are active in the in that market. Uh, you can also find try to find associations for landlords and ask their other landlords, some may be willing to help, and you can ask for references. Um, and also like the bank does, you know, when you when you do a development project and the bank will organize for inspections and then draws. So you you compartmentalize. And if you're doing, let's say, a larger project, same thing, you know, you'll start with, okay, let's try and do, a, for example, a, a, the bathroom and a, uh, get, if, if you really uh, want to involve an inspector, you can do that too. Uh, count a few, a couple hundred dollars uh, per visit. Uh, and that's uh, that's a way of uh, having someone check on the work uh, the person is doing from a distance. These are some of my thoughts. Yeah. Ari, I had a question for you based on what you just said. Do you have, you have the contractors filling out that information in your um, in your software that you're using? Or do you fill that out? Uh, which information? Can you say like you're using Buildium app. or something like that to put I in? There's an app. And when the um, when one of the tenants reports an issue, that can take pictures and upload them into the app, so they show on the. Oh, show. okay. I uh, was thinking that you're asking the contractor to put some stuff in there too. And anytime I'm asking the contractor to do anything besides like fixing stuff, <laughs> I was like, how do you get them to do that? <laughs> yeah, that's great. I'm lucky. I found contractors that were. Uh, I, I know it can be a struggle because they are not necessarily uh, good with technology, but uh, I found some, you know, that were able to uh, to take pictures and uh, yeah, that that's made my life easier. And also, mm -hmm. you use a Google Sheet and uh, track the hours and uh, put them in the, the the sheet. Yeah, I know that's funny. I've got a guy who's fantastic, Marty at Prince George Sewer and Drain. Uh, nothing digital. He's using, well, I suppose DVDs or VHS tapes in his cameras for your for your sewer drains. Because some point, 25 years ago, I invested in a really expensive camera 
but it only prints the DVDs. So you have to show up with three DVDs, which he loads into this thing that the date stamps on it. It's like your VCR flashing 12, 12, 12. It flashes <laughs> December, 2004. So it's 19 years out of date, but he's fantastic. He's just not great with uh, technology. So you have to explain. Well, at the same time, me. he spent a lot of money on that. Like at some point, yeah. like, you're like, it still works. <laughs> That's the thing. He probably spent $25,000 on it, but you can replace it now for about 1200 Canadian all digital. But I mean, he's already invested stuff. He knows how it works and it kind of weighs a ton. It's on the big sled, but yeah, sometimes they're not great with the technology. You got to work with what you got. I do like your idea of graduating guys or people out from one job to another and showing, um, showing that they know what they're doing and trusting them with small jobs before you get to a bigger job. That's, that's, I should have written that down. I was thinking, I wasn't thinking about it. Of course you got to do that. You got to test them out, see if they're any good. Um, I think all of us work from distance, right? I have no properties in the 604 area code. That refers to Vancouver and Greater Vancouver Regional District. I have none. My closest property is across a ferry ride on Vancouver Island, two and a half hours from here. My next closest is a 13-hour drive or a one-hour flight and a two-hour drive. So that's my closest property that I'm working on. So I have to work through other, other people. Otherwise, we just don't get the work done. What's your tricks to using that? Well, looks like we lost Darcy. I'll just go then. <laughs> oh, no, there he is. He's back. Am I back? You're back. Working? There we go. Um, so I don't think any of us work locally and we have to work through agents and other people. And that's kind of the trick of leading these sort of organizations is being able to work through other people. I think um, Ari's point of clarifying expectations is, is huge. Crucial conversations beforehand. I kind of wrote it down as four C's. Ari took one of them right away, clarify. Um, my first is crew. Um, I have to have people on the ground that I trust. So my property manager has to be my watchdog. They have to have eyes on the property. If they're just open a door and walk away, they're not of any use to me. I need to make sure that my tenant space is, is respected, whether it's a commercial tenant, whether it's common spaces between them, or if it's in a suite, tenanted suite or residential suite, their space is respected, that nobody's picking up stuff off of counters, that it's left clean. But they do the job right and not make a giant mess. So it's critical that my crew says they came in at this time, they did the work, they completed it, it's finished and clean and they're done. I need that report back from them right away. Um, we need to clarify the scope of work, what you're going to do and why and how and who's going to get paid and how and what's going to look like when it's finished. So I'll talk off and I'll say, so this is going to look like to me, to put language like that, I'm going to see a report from you we are going to trade pieces of paper. Yours is going to be a report and an invoice that's detailed and tells exactly what you did. And my piece of paper is going to be a check or a statement or an e-transfer. So that's what it's going to look like. I'm going to see those things exchange hands and clarify what we're talking about. Um, the third thing is, third C is always confirmation. I put cameras, that could be another C, but I quit cameras in all our buildings in the first month. Cameras make everybody behave better. My own people... Everybody, everybody behaves better with cameras on them. It's an unimpeachable source that said, you didn't arrive till 1030. You can't charge for six hours when you only be there for two. You didn't clean, that piece of paper is still sitting there. It was there the day before, it's still there now. Cameras just make people aware of them. Cameras are an unimpeachable you know, third party that you can refer to. Hey, the camera said nobody was there. The camera said this damage. Um, pictures, reports, all of these things uh, to confirm the work. 
often I'll use a third-party inspector for, for some jobs if I'm not there. So for instance, I'm doing a roof job in Saskatoon. I'm not there. I've planned two flights there and I've canceled them. I, I attended with one for no good purpose. And the other one I canceled and have a credit for the next time I fly there because the roofer has been delayed for weather and I can't check the work. So it was cheaper for me to hire a roofing inspector for $280 plus GST to go up and look at the roof. I did, I've done roofing. I've seen lots of roofs. I own 21 of them, but this guy's a pro. He's third party. And his report, I submitted to the roofer and said, there's still deficiencies. Address these deficiencies and we can get you paid. That's yep. easy. And it takes the energy out of it. It's not you criticizing work. It's some other guy, some other person. I'm sorry, I'm using gendered language there. But it de-escalates the things that isn't, hey, I'm not the problem here. The inspector says there's no cap flashings. The inspector says the seams are not sealed. There should be tar bubbling out of every, the edges of every seal, seam. It's not me. The inspector says there's poor coverage, right? Make the inspector happy, and I'm happy to write the check because this is just business for me. Meet their criteria, I write the check. Uh, the fast one and the last one, my last C is consummation. Let's me write the check. And whatever the terms of payment are, get it done quickly. I hate people that drag payments out for no good reason. If the contractor met the requirements and the work is done, pay the man. Uh, that's one of our rules. Everybody gets paid if they do the work. Um, and no holdbacks, no contingencies just for you know crappy reasons. If the work is done and you're sure of it, pay them. You don't need to waste extra time and all that rancor and anger and frustrating people and leveraging them just because you're not getting your part of the job done. I just think that's immoral. So yeah. those are my four C's. Glenn, how do you do it? You're working in what? How many states right now? Four? Four, five. Well, five. four, four, <laughs> four, really. <laughs> okay. We are experts in this. Ari, how many provinces and states are you in right now? Uh, one province and one state. Okay. All right. I'm in three provinces right now. I'm out of the fourth, which is nice, but yeah. We should almost started with that telling our oh my gosh, yeah. markets range. Um, so uh, my, my list is very similar to ours, but I, maybe I have a, some slight different uh, takes or something you can get off this. But anyway, my first point is to try to set expectation before you start working on this project. Um, and if you've went to the trouble of pulling comps and looking at, you know, what this should look like when it's done, why not share that information with the contractor? So that they, if you want this place to be, you know, say you're doing a flip and you need it to look like this or like your comp at the end, send them the comp so that they know that they, what level of finishes they need in the project, right? Just, they know where they're at. They don't under renovate, they don't over renovate and they make it so you, you're gonna comp out properly, right? Um, other thing, uh, kind of with contractors and kind of not, but um, typically my first project in uh, a city, I do a proof of concept first. Uh, before I bring any investors in, um, meaning that I, I usually am not bringing in, are you either using a really, you know, uh, a joint venture or a money partner that I've used a long time and I've fully explained the risks um, because a new contractor is more risky than a contractor you've used five, 10 times before. Um, so fully, but usually I'm bringing in someone I'm experienced with and not bringing in a new investor on a new, on a new state or anything else just because it's too much risk. Um, I typically like to start the contractors with as small of deposits as possible. Um, and the reason I'm doing this is I'm treating myself like a bank. I'm planning to pay them for work that's completed, right? Um, I'm not going to pay for 70% of the drywall done. I'm going to pay for 100% of the drywall done because that's how a bank works, right? A bank pays for, it's either 100% done or it's not done at all, right? Get that mentality, copy the banks, right? 
um, just like both of you were saying, get some sort of project manager to uh, manage the renovation or to check it over before you pay people, um, because I like to pay for work that's completed. So who could that be? That could be an actual official project manager. You can hire a professional company. It could be your property management. It could be a realtor. It could be uh, some girl that runs coffee for the property manager. Um, and it could be a whole slew of people. And it also, it basically, in my opinion, it depends on what you're doing. Like, what yeah. is it you're doing? And the other thing is, when you think, well, I need to have the most um, skilled inspectors if I'm doing the more complex stuff like HVAC, plumbing, electrical. But the thing is, I honestly go the opposite way because I'm pulling permits. So I'm going to have the, the county or the, the state signing off on those permits. So there is going to be somebody checking it over, right? So I don't need as much of inspection because, you know, the big boss man, <laughs> the county inspector is coming, right? They are the, the you know, with a permit has been completed and signed off, yeah, we can pay for it, right? It makes sense. Yeah. I don't need um, to pay for an expensive inspector to go because basically I already did like pull the permit, right? Um, and then certain jobs, uh, you know, it, it could be simple stuff, just flooring. I want to have someone check out what the flooring, what the quality is. You could have anybody do that. You're like, I want detailed photos of, you know, the whole floor, like not just a, a wide shot, just go through and find any boards that are separated. I want edges. I want to see if you can see underneath the trim around the outside. Um, did they go underneath the, you know, the cabinetry in the kitchen? Um, just, I want to go around, give me pictures of every single wall. Give me all pictures in the center, detailed pictures with good camera, right? It doesn't have to be someone skilled to do this, right? It just needs someone who's, you know, competent to actually take all the photos because you don't want someone just taking a nice wide photo after you give them those explanations, right? Um, exactly. The other thing is when you're working with some new contractors, get a copy of their license and their insurance. Um, this is uh, really valuable because a lot of times you're working with general contractors. At least I work with typically with general contractors. General contractors then hire subs or they have teams that do it themselves. Um, if the subs aren't paid in an, um, a reasonable amount of time, reasonable is uh, air quotes, um, they can put liens on your property. The same thing goes the opposite way, right? And if the contractor skips out, the contractor doesn't do whatever they were supposed to do contractor tries to change the whole contract on you if you have their uh, their license and their insurance you could put a lien on their license and then guess what they will sort this out with you quickly because especially for instance if they're a roofer in florida you need a permit to pull um a roof to do a roof and if their uh license has a lien on it they can't pull permits meaning they can't do new work they were going to sort this out with you quickly this will not drag on so protect yourself by having that information. It's, if you need it later and you ask for it later, they ain't going to give it to you. But if you're going to do a loan with a bank, a bank is going to require those things. That is part of the closing documents for that loan is they need the information on the contractor. So think, like Ari was saying, think like a bank, right? Um, yeah. Sometimes when I'm going into new cities, I'll get multiple quotes for projects. And when I'm looking at multiple uh, quotes, well, you hear people say, oh, I want the most expensive scope or I want the cheapest scope or whatever. What I want is the fullest scope. I don't want add-ons, right? Yep. Um, why does this one that's more expensive have uh, cutting down a tree and replacing the deck and the other two don't have it, right? Well, what, what condition is this deck in? Is this yep. tree leaning towards the house? If I'm going to go with one of those other people, they should have that added into their scope before we start.
Right? I yeah. want to scope the whole thing out. So full scopes, not the cheapest, not the most expensive, uh, not the middle, because you'll hear podcasts of just pick the middle one. That's a terrible. No, one. you're right. You got to compare apples to apples and oranges to oranges. I mean, and it's really hard. It's yeah. really hard because you'll get these scopes and they, some people like will be like living room this much, this, this much. Someone will say per square foot for the whole project. Some will break it down so detailed. Some of them will include trim paint as drywall. Some of them will have separate line items. Some of them will replace doors. Some of them will paint doors. It's, <laughs> it's apples to oranges. It's, it's going to be really tough. So you're going to have to do your best to try and get an Excel sheet try and match them up as best you can and get a good idea of where they all are, right? Um, and one thing, if you're going to do this in the U.S., um, which is the one of the biggest things that Canadians don't think about because it's so easy to send money in Canada, how are you going to pay this contractor? Honestly, when people start working with the contractor, even if they've taken the course and I've told them in your initial conversations, ask them how they want to be paid and how they expect to get paid. If they start saying, oh, we need. We only accept Zelle, or we only accept um, what's the other one? Zelle or Venmo? Guess what? Unless you have a true American phone number, you can't set those up. You can't set that up with a VoIP phone number. Your those confirmation uh, text messages will never show up. So yeah. you should be having conversations about how you're going to pay them before you start. If you're planning on mailing them checks, just like Darcy was saying, they yeah. might not be okay with waiting a week to get paid afterwards right yeah. so you need to have this conversation beforehand and find a yeah. solution beforehand i can tell you one mistake we made just recently mm -hmm. exactly about that so um, we had a, a contract for services in another province um they it was kind of a hasty put together thing we had a bunch of uh, offers and looked at them i phoned them we had different quotes we're comparing quotes we sat on one course of action i phoned the, the contractor his estimator worked through the details of things said well he said he could start monday so i said all right but it's it's different time zones so his monday is my 6 a.m i have no staff in at 6 a.m so at 9 15 or 9 20 he's contacting me when my office opens wants to get paid but he's already started the work he hasn't been paid we haven't signed a contract but his guys have been working for two and a half hours on our building without any pay. I don't like that. Um, and you feel leveraged because if it doesn't, if it doesn't go right, or if you say, wait, hold it, we're not settled here yet. You've made a giant mess on my building. And then you're going to stomp off until we sort this out. And I'm going to have a huge mess. No one else is going to pick up that contract uh, or they're going to pave to clean up that person's mess and then start anew. It's very costly. In this case, the weird thing is I'm phoning him and we're getting emails from him at the same time. And he's kind of chaotic. So it's not too, too weird, but it's slow down, dude. Um, why am I getting emails at the same time you're talking to me and texts too? Um, his Hotmail account was hijacked. This is a company that's running with a Hotmail account. That should have been a red flag. Just, it's just, there's no security on it. It's a garbage move for a professional company to well, still it, have it's, you know it, what it is is it's an amateur move and it's not yeah. an expensive thing to fix i no, had my realtor so um when i was in canada like for when i moved like a year and a half ago my realtor from royal page had a gmail address on their sign in my front yard and i when he showed up i said literally like why don't you use a royal page email 
yeah. you know, do they not give you one of those? Oh yeah, but it's a pain to set up. I said, call IT. I'm like, you look like an amateur. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Like it's someone with an AOL.com number. What? Yeah. How old are you? And there's no, so the thing was compromised. And while I'm talking to him, we're getting conversation from his email asking us for the payment be sent by um, e-transfer. And wait, this is just not right. Um, so those things set up ahead of time. I really resented that his guys were already working and tearing up my property before we had a contract in place. Oh, yeah, that um, shouldn't happen. But it's yeah, because if we don't reach agreement, there's a giant mess. Yeah, no, the uh, I've had a person bid out um, a countertop and come to replace it. And we're like, no, no, we've got three countertop companies in here. We never hired you. What are you doing here? Yeah. They just assume because they bid it out that they were, they got the job. That they get there to show up and start making. Yeah, that's happened from time to time. And again, it's just communication. It does take two. You know, you can be totally right and do a an excellent job of it. And the other person is still responsible for hearing um, and communicating and things can go sideways. It is really tricky. Um, it is one of the areas that's probably one of the most fraught areas for us with just confirming work and quality work. Um, yeah, because you're doing so much and so fast in so many locations, it's tricky. Um, yeah. These are good tips, guys. I really appreciate, you know, looking through them and working them over with you guys. Yeah. I think we did pretty good on this one. Yeah. Oh, we're congratulating yourselves on recording. Thank you, everyone. Yourself on the back here. <laughs> yeah, well done. Job well done. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, if you have any topic you'd like us to cover on the show, feel free to email us advancedreitalk at gmail.com. Advancedreitalk at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Thanks, everyone.